This podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Nexus Recruitment Group, official Bristol City Football Club short sponsors. There is a company or brand within the group that can assist all recruitment needs across any industry to suit any budget. Head over to nexus-resources.k.uk or 3people.k.uk for more information. Hello and welcome to Three Peeps in the Podcast, the bonus show. Well, after my mum and dad's 50th wedding anniversary yesterday, it was a golden performance over the bridge uh, in Cardiff for Bristol City. Incidentally, it was actually the wedding day of listener and contributor Lee Granger as well. So he was celebrating day one and my mum and dad celebrating 50 years. So uh, fantastic. Matt, how are you? Yeah, very well. Thank you, Patch. Yep. Yeah, um... Congratulations to Lee and his uh, his new wife. Yeah, that was nice to see. And uh, I hope your mum and dad had a nice anniversary party last night. Absolutely. And that was a cracker. Um, and our guest today, Matt, is, is a record breaker. And he won't know why, but it is because he's the first person, other than myself, to appear on all three Three Peeps in a Podcast shows. Uh-huh. Robin's reunited. Oh. Uh, he came on the the regular show for an interview about his his life and times, and now he's on the bonus show. Gary Hours, how are you? I'm great, thanks. I still get invited as well. Yeah, <laughs> appearances. The, the hat trick ball is on its way to you, sir. Thank you. Um, just to touch on Wednesday night, we had a great night at Stake of the Art in Bristol. Um, we had a live audience with Alan Walsh, um, who Gary, I'm sure, is familiar with, and uh, you're. Your, your careers did overlap a little bit, and he's from your neck of the woods, roughly, yeah, he is. as well. Yeah, lovely, lovely man. I know Alan um, and his wife met them many times. Obviously, I was at Bristol City for a, a period when he was a coach as well, so I've worked with him um, and played against him. He, he really was a, a terrific player um, back in the day. And um, I think there was a time, actually, when I was at Sunderland, when when Dennis Smith wanted to try and take him to Sunderland, so yeah. I was playing with him as, as well. Yeah, he said about that. He said he spoke to Dennis Smith, yeah. Yeah. Total you know, gentleman, Gary. A, a really, really nice guy. A total gentleman. He's still a fit lad as well. I mean, he still goes in the gym and looks after himself. And uh, he really does, yeah. yeah you <laughs> Three or tell. six foot four, blonde hair. Good looking yeah. lad. He's not lost a hair off his head, has he? <laughs> so did you, have to, did you have to defend a Walshy shuffle? Uh, no, I didn't. I, I defended a Walshy free kick. When we're playing the game at, at Ashton Gates, and I don't want to bring this up so early, but um, I think we're both in, in Division 2 at the time. We're both near the top of the league. We'd come down. Was a, I mean, it was a brilliant atmosphere. The old East End was absolutely rammed. Um, anyway, I scored after 30 seconds um, <laughs> for Sunderland, a tap-in. Marco had a shot, and I, I got the tap-in somehow. I don't know what I was doing that far up the pitch so early on. And then it was like the Alamo for, for the next 90 minutes and um, Bristol City got a free kick on the edge of the box and Walshy absolutely fizzed it and I was in the wall and it just skimmed. I think that's why I lost all my hair. <laughs> skimmed me, me head and, and just went over the bar. So I had a lucky skip. Yeah, brilliant. That's fantastic. Great story. Um, so some we had uh, lots of tweets, lots of tweet activity um in the last in the last 24 hours and someone who summed it up perfectly uh was lee williams at yesterday's performance so city showed they could match up against the direct style and play great performances all over 
but seeing the value of experience from Callas, James, King, Vyman and Martin, sprinkled with the endeavour and talent of Hanno Masengo, Pring and Atkinson. Uh, and Matt, just uh, your thoughts on that and just your, your summary of, of the performance yesterday. Yeah, Lee's got his spot on there. Um, we knew it was going to be a, a back-to-the-wall sort of performance at time. Or not back-to-the-wall, that's not right. Um, we knew we were going to have to defend really well. I thought Nigel Pearson tactically got his spot on. Um, you know, Nathan Baker came in as a, a left-back at Reading um, when Cam had to go off and did okay. But you know you're not going to get a, a full-back sort of bombing on with Nathan Baker. But what you will get is a guy who will give everything to defend. He loves defending. Um, and, and I actually thought in the main, we were pretty comfortable with everything they could throw at us. Um, but you, you've got to, you've got to earn the right to then play. And I thought by defending like we did and having the structure that we did, when we did get the ball and got it down, we, we played some really good football, scored two really, really, really good goals. Um, and genuinely, although Dan Bentley had a couple of saves to make, I think a couple were, were what I would call camera saves. Um, I felt it was pretty comfortable and, and it was a deserved win. Yeah. Well, we've actually got a, a tag team affair on us today, Matt, uh, with, the, with the guests. We've got the commentary team of Gary Hours, but also we've got Ali Durden. Ali, taking a sip of your coffee there. Good morning to you. Yeah, just arriving late at the back post there. <laughs> you've still got jet lag, Ali. Yeah. You've been jet lag. You've been asleep, haven't you? Just <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. 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 <laughs> we were stuck in... I don't know how you guys found it. We were stuck in traffic coming out of Cardiff last night, and I was yeah, I was starting to feel a bit sleepy. I must admit, <laughs> ours was okay. Gary, we kept me going. We yeah, parked right. at the um, the goal football centre, which is sort of opposite. Yes, um, Lidl and around the back got a, a free voucher for the bar as well when you parked. Yeah, um, yeah. and literally, but I mean, it was about a twenty minute walk by the time we sort of got round. But yeah, we got back to the car and we were almost straight out, weren't we? So yeah, no, it was yeah, good. Happy days, it was good, really the good funniest... textbook. And so the funniest thing about it for us yesterday was when we arrived, we were in those traffic lights outside the stadium and they were wheeling a goal across the road. <laughs> and we were following them, pushing this goal in, in the right-hand turn lane. So we're like, well, we know we're going to get a game now because the goals have turned up. <laughs> Moving targets. Didn't get a good they're... welcome yesterday, Ali. You didn't. Say we, we arrived and as soon as we said we're from Bristol City, they made us stand outside for an hour. Did they? An hour? Oh, we were outside ages waiting for our password. Wow. Mm, mm, interesting. Well, at least the, the, the moving target settled and we managed to get a couple of goals. Um, so let's talk about the starting lineup, Matt. Uh, Baker in at left back for Jay De Silva. Masengo wide right in place of Alex Scott and King coming back in for effectively Masengo. So it's still 4 4 1 1 or 4 4 2, however you want to look at it. Your thoughts on that starting lineup when you first saw it? Not, not surprised, really. Um, you know, as much as I rate Jay De Silva as a, a player, um, he does get targeted, obviously, because of his height. You know, he can he can do many things and he can improve on many things. But I think Ian Gay said he's never going to get any taller. So um, I think it was the right call. It, it was whether he switched and put, put Cam Pring at left back and maybe push Jay sort of left midfield. But I think he got his spot on. Um Alex Scott, as good as he's been, we forget he's a young lad, so he needs to be managed through, you know, the season. And Hanno was outstanding the week before. Um, Andy King, I'm still... Am I on the fence with him? Um, no, I probably saw yesterday with Andy King what he brings. He brings that stability. And I imagine, you know, Gary is an ex-manager. What you get with Andy King, you know he's going to do the job you want him to do. 
So although I think his legs may have gone a little bit, I think his intelligence and the way that he plays is, is clear to see. And, you know, they're already talking about the champagne moment of the season being his back in off the line. So, yeah, I thought I thought it was a, a the right setup. I think Nigel Pearson got everything right from that point of view. Yeah, Gary, for you, the setup, um, touching on what Matt said there about Andy King. Well, he's played, I think he's, you know, someone that Nigel Pearson will rely on. He's got tremendous experience. Um, you know, I think he will have to be used sparingly at times when when you get to that age. You've got to have a rest. Got three points yesterday going into this international break now. You know, he can, he can recharge the batteries. Um, and it was it was a good change actually to to take Masengo from a wide position and put him into the middle of the pitch, exactly the right moment in the game yeah. to do that. It's nice to see Masengo um, come back into a little bit of form and regain his confidence. Ali and I spoke on the way over and actually we, we sort of called between us the fact that we thought Nathan Baker would play, play at left-back. The star of the show for me this season, Campring has been absolutely unbelievable. I Brilliant. that. He's had to wait until he's 21 or 22 to, to play for Bristol City. He's top class. He's, yeah. you know, he's, he's playing as a left winger. He's a left back. He, he's got a bit going forward, you know, in one, 1v1 situations, he can go on the outside. He's quick, he's strong. He's got that cultured left foot. And he will be a very, very good left back. I think I think he can play in the Premier League, Capri. Would you benchmark him against Joe Bryan? The different Joe's a little more dynamic um, I think Cam's actually got a better all-round game I would say Joe Joe's better a little bit better going forward but I think Cam defensively is is better he gets into, into good positions I mean he, he helps out he, he literally played left back at times and, and Nathan Baker didn't have to do anything Yeah, Brian Giles for Cardiff what a player he I mean, what a player he is. He, he was a constant threat. He didn't need yeah. hear He gets half a yard and he just kept whipping balls in, whipping balls in. But um, I've, I've just, I've seen him at Forest Green. The first 10 minutes, he was sort of a little bit shell-shocked while he got the, the pace of the game. And after that, he, he's been, honestly, he, he's been really, really impressive. Really can't speak highly enough of yeah. him. Yeah. He settled in in really well. Um, So I was on Sound of the City with Jeff on Monday and he asked me, would I take a draw? And I said yes. So um, quite wrong that I was. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Um, Right, let's go through the minutes then. So it was a great start from Cardiff. A ball over the top from Moore set Ryan Giles away. And Nathan Baker does enough to put Giles off and Bentley gathers the ball. But could have been very different if a penalty was given and Baker was sent off. How did you call that one, Ali, in the in the uh, commentary box? Yeah, well, we were a little bit worried for starters that just one ball over the top had, had sort of opened them up like that. And yeah, you sort of saw Nathan Baker dangle his leg out. And we were lucky enough, actually, we had a little replay screen, so we were able to watch it again. And um, yeah, he didn't get anywhere near the ball. And thankfully, Giles kind of stayed on his feet. But Bentley sniffed it out pretty early, came out came out, and um, and did what he needed to do, really. But that was, I mean, that was just a little glimpse, as, as Gary said, of, of Ryan Giles, who's quick, but very two-footed as well. And most yeah. of his danger came from, from the flanks, the balls. He just kept putting ball after ball after ball into the penalty area. But um, yeah, I was pleased pleased to see Dan Bentley come out and deal with that one. And Nathan Baker actually hadn't got anywhere near ball or man in the end, because as you say, that could have changed the game completely. 
Yeah, Matt, how did you? Uh, we well, we were in stands well, we, next to each other. We we were yeah, a bit heart in mouth, weren't we? We could see it straight away, couldn't we? I, I think Rob Atkinson went for a ball um, that, that he wasn't going to win really, and then sort of we lost our shape a bit. And he was through. The one thing I would say is Giles probably had a good five yards on on Baker to start with, and, and Nathan did catch up with him and did make a. He was kind of a. He did hang a leg out, but it wasn't sort of just his leg. He did put his body into it as well. So I think that's why the ref probably, in now what they're trying to do, allow those kind of challenges. So, you know, you could see why it might have been given. Um, but I think the fact that Giles, and credit to him for staying on his feet, um, and Bents came out and, and smothered it, as Ali said. So, yeah, but we, we, we were a bit nervous about it, weren't we? Yeah, absolutely. Gary, it's those moments in football that, that change change games, you know, Um Reese James handles on the line, gets sent off uh, yesterday in the Liverpool game. That's obviously finished 1-1. But um, yeah, these little moments can change games. And so so far so far this season, we've had bounces not going our way. For example, the goal, you know, the, the Swansea goal, bouncing straight back to the man, etc. But these moments can, can, can really affect the game, can't they? Yeah, they can. Um, I thought Cardiff started better than, than City. Um you know, 10 or 15 minutes, if they'd got a goal at that time, it might have been a, a different outcome, of course. But the sort of the road to storm a little bit. Um, Nathan Baker did do really well. But he did get something on Giles just to knock yeah. balance a little bit. And, and like you say, a couple of bits of luck or good play, actually. You know, talking about Andy King backheeling that one off the line. We watched the replay. He'd actually City had cleared a corner, I think. He was in the yeah. and just instinctively started running back towards his own goal. And he never broke his stride. And as the player shaped up the shoot, I think it was Kai Fomoy just kept running. And obviously he's facing his own goal line. There's, there's nothing else he can do, but he's just in the right place at the right time to get that, that brilliant touch to clear it. Yeah. Okay, um, City starts to create a few opportunities and on the 21st minute, the first goal comes. It was the feed from Masengo and a searching ball over the top from Zach Viner. A bit of confusion in the defence between Flint and the goalkeeper after a bit of a miscontrol from Viman as well. But um, Andy Viman capitalises on it and finishes really well at the near post and a great Scott Murray-esque celebration, Matt, to boot. Yeah, I mean, it was a, a cracking ball and I mentioned for Zach Viner because he had a bit of a torrid time in his last sort of start, um, but I thought he was solid in it. And it was a good ball. Um, I think Flinty, whether his hairband had slipped down over his, his eyes and he, he kind of missed it. Um, but obviously, you wouldn't Andy, say that I, if he was stood behind you. Do you know what? I, prob <laughs> I probably would have after yesterday, Gar, because uh, I thought he was a little bit um, disrespectful to a majority of City fans, um, you know, not, not to come over after the service he had. But anyway... That's my bitterness. Um, he'll do, he'll, if you don't do it at home, Matt, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. But um, Andy Weiman, ironically, um, had he controlled it as he intended, then the chance isn't then the chance. But because he kind of doesn't control it, it goes under his foot. That throws Flint. I have no idea why the keeper stopped. Because from where we were in the away end, we could see the keeper was going to win it if he, he carried on. But he stopped. And in fairness to Andy Weiman, he just kept going. And, and it was a really, really good finish. Um, I think he bottled the celebration just a little bit. He didn't quite hold the the cup to the cup to 
the length of the pitch that, that Scott did. And obviously Scott also did the, uh, you know, the pat in the head. So, but credit oh, yeah, to him. I think, yeah, I think Scott, he set him up for it, didn't he? So He did, yeah. He, and then on Twitter he says, but you told me to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but it was it was Andy Vyman passing the ball into the net and not smashing at it, you know. And it was a, re- it was a really good finish. So, so, Matt, we called out Andy Vyman after the Swansea game for the two mm. chances he had on the edge of the box yeah. that um, we expected him to do better with. But you have to say, when he's inside the box... He's so cool under pressure and has got an eye for goal. The, the two goals yesterday make you think, how does he end up smashing the ones he smashes over the bar, really? Because they were two really, really top, top draw finishes. And he's, you know, he's a guy on, in full, full confidence and he's playing alongside someone who just takes a battering all game. Chris Martin, I thought, was absolutely outstanding. Um, and the, the, they're working really well as a pair. You just got to hope that you can keep them both fit um, I think like Gary says, you've got to manage players when they get to an age and Chris Martin as fit as he now looks and Andy Vyman after a long injury, they are going to need periods of rest as well. So I think we still need someone else in there to support that. But yeah, it was a crack, cracking performance from the front two yesterday. Yeah, and Ali, it's a great, great time to score when Cardiff were getting a little bit of joy. Um, it just sort of uh, tempered them a little bit and, and you know, kick-started our match. Well, like you said, we thought the chance maybe had gone. It was, it was you know... It was a very measured ball by Zach Viner. He took his yeah. time. He had a little, he had a little bit of time to pick it and, and wait for Viman's run. And uh, as he cut across um, and uh, Aiden Flint, it was it was very tempting to say actually in the commentary as he managed it. You know, Flint's going to go in for the tackle, but Viman says no, no, no. But I kind of <laughs> I, I kind of held oh. back from going full full yeah. on that one. But um, <laughs> no, he, he took it. He took it very well indeed. Very well indeed. And as you say, that, that kind of changed the game a little bit after that. I think Cardiff were a bit uh, set back on their heels because they had pretty much dominated possession up to that point. You know, most of the play had been in the half where we were. Yeah, we. I couldn't really see the um, the hand to the ear celebration yeah. <laughs> because it was right away, right away on the far side. So I only saw that this morning when I saw the pictures back. But mm. yeah, very great. Andy's great. trying to get a flag made, I think, with that one. <laughs> yeah. Beach towel. What else he's got, Scott? Beach towels and cups. It opens and, up yeah. all sorts of opportunities, yeah. doesn't it, in the future? I've even got a picture of it here, the celebration. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah. yeah, you'll have to get that for Andy Vyman now. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, so we've already spoke about this on the 28th minute. It was a great clearance off the line from Andy King. A corner a corner initially punched clear by Bentley, is hooked back in by Flint, and Kiefer Moore goes through two city men. Sorry, Kiefer Moore's shot goes through two city men, but King perfectly placed on the line, Matt. And, uh, you know, that that's that's a, a, as good as a goal. It was, and, and I think like Gary said, the fact that he, he, he anticipated, he didn't break his stride. When you, when you look at their goal later on, um, you could argue was slightly fortunate. There were a couple of Cardiff players by him. If he doesn't get the perfect connection, it could easily fall to one of those because there were there were two there to sort of tap it in. But yeah, brilliant from him. And not only to, to get it and block it off the line, but to actually clear it out of the danger zone immediately um, just showed that experience, you know, and, and that's what, you, what he's in the team for. And, you know, Nigel Pearson completely trusts him, doesn't he? So... Mm. 30th minute, a Vyman shot is blocked after some great work from Cam Pring down the left. Cam has been really effective, having already drawn several fouls in good positions. Um, and also he's getting a couple of crosses in. And we've been calling out for this for, you know, a good season almost since Nick Eliasson left. We haven't had someone who is a winger and can get to the byline and get crosses in, Ali. Not so, a winger. He's not a winger though. Yeah, that's a good point. No. That's what I'm saying. He's unbelievable. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, no, he's- Absolutely. But 
But when you know, you know, Gary, obviously over the years, Bristol City have been synonymous with wingers, and we've always well, had left them with, backs as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. People who can get down the left, get down the right, get crosses in. Um, and Ali, obviously, you've been watching City a number of years as well. It's great to see that, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of uh, the best crosses of the ball that I've seen seen down the years. I mean, we were so used to. I was, I was kind of brought up covering Bristol City on the days when Gary was playing them and. Um, Tins would bang balls out to yeah. Scott Murray on the flanks, and then Scott would just attack them. Really, but in terms, well, we started of, yeah. off Ali. We started off this podcast by talking about Alan Walsh. So yeah. there's there's one for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, that's the standard, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm perhaps used to maybe the fullbacks uh, delivering the Mickey ball. Mickey Bell, like, Darren Bernard, Mickey Bell, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, and and Cameron Pring's in that mould, isn't he? Then if he ends up in his future, ends up perhaps playing as as a, an attacking left back in the future. Um, but it's great. Yeah, I mean, it's great to know that ball came out to him a lot on that left-hand side, just outside the penalty area, whether it was ones they worked short or, or occasionally when they dropped in a short throw. It seems they're obsessed with the Thomas Callas long throw at the moment. But it was great to see him not only be able to deliver it, you know, first time, but also perhaps have the have the belief to take on his man and get down to the byline and try and deliver a ball in as well. And yeah. make such a difference. You've got a Chris Martin in your side. You've got to have someone who can stick the ball in the mix like that. So, you know, but like Gary, been very impressed considering he's only played four games for Bristol City now. And, you know, we've well-documented six loan spells here, there and everywhere. But he's really grabbed his opportunity and it's great to see. Yeah, absolutely. Um Coming up to half time now, so Bakuna Cross finds Bagan at the back post and Bentley has to pull off a stretch save and put it out for corner. And Matt, you, you spoke about this earlier. It was one of those worldy saves from Dan Bentley that we've seen so much of last season. Yeah, it's a, a, I mean, it was a good save, don't get me wrong. I, th- I think Rob Atkinson was on the line and I think he would have cleared it behind Bents as well. Difficult to see because you don't know just how much pace is on it. But it was a good... I, I thought... Dan Bentley's not not done anything wrong really this season, but I haven't felt the confidence from him. Um, whereas yesterday I felt like it was going to take something special or as it turned out, something completely, you know, unlucky to beat him. Um, I thought he was back to kind of his, his best yesterday. I, I felt really confident with him yesterday. Yeah. Um, so it's Bakuna this time on the virtually on the halftime whistle, uh, forcing a good save from Captain Bentley. Just as I head down to the concourse for a well-earned halftime pint. Um, so yeah, going in at, at half time, Ali one nil up away to Cardiff. You know it's important to to get to get that and and move into half time one up. Yeah, I mean we we were pretty happy in the commentary box of what we'd seen. We'd seen a great goal from Andy Vyman. We'd seen that they'd stood up to the physical challenge, which is everything we'd expected. Like Matt said, you know, Nathan Baker's born just to defend, isn't he? He absolutely loves it. He relishes it, yeah. and uh, he was he was solid. Um, Callas had got stuck into Atkinson. We'd seen a few moments from as well. Zach Viner was nice and solid. He got an assist, which would have done his confidence, the world of good coming back into the side. So we'd seen pretty much as advertised, as Nigel Pearson said, we're going to, you know, we're going to stand up to the challenge, but we're going to pose our own threat as well. We think there are weaknesses perhaps down the sides as well with the, with, you know, the size of those three centre-backs that they've got. So it was pretty much as advertised, you know, the only danger was, that um, there was going to be further moments. There would be further moments for Cardiff in the second half. But yeah, we we were happy with what we'd seen. 
Yeah, and Gary, in terms of game management, we, we've seen in the first few games goals at the end of first half, goals at the end of game. Um, we've we seem to have hopefully turned a bit of a corner on that, and having having Nigel Pearson in the dugout for the whole game actually uh, yesterday was a, a big plus for me, and having him on the touchline shouting a few instructions and and helping the team through to halftime for me that's a big thing. I think so. Um... Ali might tell you differently. I think Ali heard a little line that he'd actually been looking to see where he was going to sit in the first half in the stand and chose not to. I prefer to see the manager in the technical area, you know, especially leading up to, to halftime. That save was really important. It probably yeah. didn't mention this was the last kick of the game, but that was a really good chance for Cardiff. And then... Um, Towards the end of the game, there was a, there was a few nervous moments. Um, there was a break in play. The players come in. The manager was there. He got the message on. They made a couple of quick substitutions late in the game. They lost the shape for a little two or three minutes. You know, they're all over the shop. And I just think the fact that he is there, he can get that message straight onto the pitch. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we had a tweet in from our halftime summariser, Rob. Um, so I have to say that was a great battle in first half. Real positives of the flexibility and energy to cover positions, particularly down the flanks where their main threat will remain. Fully deserve the lead, pressing high, not letting them dictate the game. Signs that the intensity lessened slightly as the half wore on and just need to remain wary of letting them build up any momentum at all. Um, Matt, happy with that? Yeah, I think you've got to play into the fact as well. You're playing against, for me, probably the most direct team in the league who I actually think they've got better players than, than the way they play. I don't think yeah. they need to lump the ball in like they do at times. We talked about Giles. We know Marlon Pack can pass the ball in. Um, and when you're seeing them winging the ball in, throw-ins from the halfway line and things like that, I don't think they need to do that. But the, the key thing is you've got to concentrate all the time then. You've got to know where your runners are. You know, what What I like to see, Kiefer Moore, who I think is a really, really good player, Um wins an awful lot of ball but yesterday we did have someone standing in front of him and then someone behind him so the room that he had to manoeuvre wasn't great but he still managed to create a couple of good chances but you know the concentration levels have got to be so high throughout that kind of intense you know defending um so yeah I I thought it was a, a really really good first half display Cool. Okay, moving into the second half. It's a good start to the second half. It was a ball from Viner into Chris Martin, who he fizzed it out wide to Masengo in an unfamiliar right wing, right midfield position. Cuts inside, a bit of a Walshy shuffle, uh, and left foot bends it just past the top corner. And Gary, it was great to see that from Masengo and, and adding that to his game for me. It was fantastic. Yeah, and we've spoken about him. I think he's found a little bit of confidence since he got back into the team and um, you know that's great to see it's great when you're in the ground and you hear that Masengo song it's the best it's the best chant in years for me it's brilliant I'm going to have to learn the words I'm going to join in the next time (laughs) but yeah for me if you're a midfield player and you're going to play 45 or 40 games you've got to score a couple of goals you've got to get a couple of assists it's something he really has to add to his game to to improve himself. And yeah, he's not natural playing in that wide position, but he cut inside. He's, he's got the old step over and shaking Stevens and all that. And he just, he just let it go. Didn't he? We were right behind it. Just at one point, the thought was going to bend right in yeah. the corner and it just narrowly missed. Yeah. 
well yeah um the chant will will teach you the words afterwards we can't say them on air but oh, um, nice. yeah no it is <laughs> it's fantastic yeah i think yeah but by the way as well we're talking about me i mean me and ali sat in on the opposite side of the pitch just totally enjoying the atmosphere the, the oh, it was amazing it was brilliant it was, a it brilliant- was amazing yeah. yeah, it was great, Matt, wasn't it? it? Was it was it was a all in all a top away day to be fair. It, I mean, obviously getting the, the the win, but I think even when Cardiff equalised, you know, the the fans were still chanting the whole time. I mean, it was it's right up there for atmospheres, Cardiff. Um, and yeah, I mean the, the the songs. I think some of them that were coming out, yeah, they were brilliant. Um, <laughs> but Masengo, I I think Masengo will go to the very top. I really do, and I mean I've said it from from day one with him. Um, we forget the kid's only still 19, 18, 19, whatever he is. Um, and you're right, Gary, and, and Ian Gay often says it, you know, Ian's often said, what is he? You know, he doesn't create, he doesn't, he doesn't assist, he doesn't score goals. But I do think now under Nigel Pearson, we're starting to see more of that. And and case in point with the, the back heel for the, the second goal was just class. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I love him. I love him. And he's, his hair is absolutely massive. Absolutely. And um, when he does get that goal, you know, in the, I'm sure he's going to get one this season. Yeah. The, the pop from the crowd is going to be quite something, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I said um, to you, didn't I? I, I dreamt the night before that he scored an absolute worldie. So when he hit that shot, <laughs> I was thinking, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> well, I get worried about you. I know. <laughs> it was the goal. It was just the goal. I dreamt he scored a worldie. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, just after that, it was a great corner routine. Uh, Matty James cross into the near post um, and Chris Martin meets it with a dive header but it bounces over um Ali from what you've seen of Matty James so far this season it's great to have a uh, someone who's obviously a, a great dead ball specialist someone who's yeah. a, a great head in the midfield someone who's going to pull people around him and we said in previous podcasts you know we've got Dan Bentley as captain but for me Matty James is like the shadow captain how important yeah. has he been for us this season well I mean I've just seen the two games so far but yeah he just he just uh, oozes quality, but also influence. You can see it, it just kind of seeps out, doesn't it, around those. And I'm sure it's no coincidence that Han Noah has been playing so well yeah. in that Swansea game alongside him, knowing that he's gotten there. But it's right, you know, every dead ball yesterday, you knew that it was going to be a good one. Um, you know, he got great elevation on those balls out wide into the penalty area. All the corners, I think, caused some sort of problem. I can't remember one that he actually wasted. So, I remember so many times last season watching games with free kicks and corners that didn't didn't beat the first man or you know straight into the wall and very frustrating. So to know you've got someone who's not going to waste a set piece is such an advantage. You know, such a high percentage of goals get scored from set pieces that to know you're going to get a great delivery. But yeah, it's just very cool and calm. He does a bit of everything, and again, you know, he's. Looking at his record, he hasn't been a prolific goal scorer in his career, but he's going to pick up. You can see he's going to pick up three or four or five, isn't he, quite easily across the end of the season because he's had some chances and he's definitely going to get some more chances. So, yeah, he looks looks everything that Bristol City have been missing for the last few seasons, that, that presence in central midfield. And I think others around him are definitely benefiting from that. And that's where you're really going to notice him, I think, as well, those playing around him. Yeah, Gary, would you concur with that as, as an ex-player? Is how yeah. important is it to have someone in there as a bit of an anchor? Just he's just a proper midfielder for me. Being really impressed with him. Get a piece of paper and write down the things that you want the midfielder to do. He 
you know, he does them all and he, he just goes about his job without any fuss. He gets in the right position at the right time. Um, he does things simple. And 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 I think he's, you know, he hopefully sitting keep him for a, a few years and, and he could be a real, he's been a real plus as well. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, um, 59th minute. Marlon Pack slides a ball through to Moore with a lovely reverse pass. He shoots, it deflects off Callas under Bentley. Baker clears it off the line and it rebounds in off Bentley. Um, as own goals go, Matt, that was quite impressive, to be fair. We couldn't see, could we, from the far end exactly what happened, so we were waiting for someone to put it in the WhatsApp group to, <laughs> to be able to look at it. But, yeah, I mean, Marlon Pack... Um, we know what he can do and, and we know that reverse ball that he plays. I was surprised the amount of room that he had and then the fact that Moore was allowed to run across like he did and get the space he did. Callas didn't get tight enough to him but was unlucky that it deflected off him like that, completely through Dan Bentley. And Bakes does what he needs to do and clears it off the line but unfortunately can't get the elevation, can he? So it was all a little bit, yeah, um, Keystone Cops. Um, but... You know, in, in fairness to, to Cardiff, you know, maybe with the Andy King clearance and the fact they'd had quite a bit of pressure, maybe it was coming. But I was just surprised that Marlon was given the room that he, he was to, to pick that pass. How did the commentary go for that one, Ali? Yeah, it took us the replay to unpick it. I've got to yeah. be honest. We saw the ball end up in the net, but we weren't entirely sure how it happened because I'd seen, I'd seen the shot and the fact that Dan Bentley hadn't saved it. We were trying to work out... Um, how it had been cleared off the line and then ended up in the net. Had it hit the post or had it yeah. hit someone else? We knew there'd been a deflection. We saw the deflection off the initial shot. But yeah, we, I must admit, we needed to see the replay to work out. It hit the back of, Gary called it first. He said, I think it's come off Dan Bentley's head. And we, I, was, I was trying to think, I was looking at him thinking, how on earth has that happened? <laughs> but um, yeah, as you say, it was a bit Keystone Cops. A bit unlucky for, um, for Dan Bentley. I spoke to yeah. him after the game and he was... Yeah, I said you're going to enjoy watching that one back tonight. And he was he was asking for the director's cut where they just take out that, <laughs> those 30 seconds. He wasn't that keen to see that one again. Not the first own goal of his career, he said, but certainly yeah. the most most unusual one I think he's had. Yeah, I remember one last season actually, Matt, where he sort of caught it on the on the line and it sort of dropped down into the goal. Didn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. It, um, it had gone down. Jamie Patterson or someone in front of him, and we thought it was going to be a free kick, and it wasn't, wasn't it? But yeah, yeah. I think. I think if it's, oh, it was Hunt. You're right. How did I miss that? Christ. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was probably berating him at the time. Um, but I think the other thing is, if it's the other side, Bakes probably does clear it because it's his left foot then and not his right foot. You know, mm. I think his right foot is equivalent to my left foot. So, yeah. No. But it, it was unlucky when it? it was unlucky. Yeah, absolutely. And at that point, you think, OK, here we go. The luck, <laughs> the luck has run out. Um, but, but a great substitution for me from Nigel Pearson on the 66th minute. Um, Andy Kane comes off and Semenyo comes on with Masengo tucking in. And straight away, Masengo gets a powerful shot away. Sorry, not Masengo. Straight away, Semenyo gets a powerful shot away on target. And we, we've been saying about Semenyo that he just needs to add that shooting, uh, the accuracy, some, some decision-making to his game, Gary. Um, and he can be a great player as well for us. Yeah, it was a good... Substitution, want to get Semenyo on because I thought if it would get him on the ball, he can always take you up the pitch. And two, to get Masengo in the middle of the pitch. And and I actually think, I mean, I've watched Antoine quite a lot. When he when he does strike a ball, he strikes it harder and cleaner than anybody. And often that's the problem because, you know, he, the two, two good at hit, he hit it on target 
and it forced the keeper to make a save. But um, obviously he's been injured. He's still trying to get himself up the pace in, in terms of his fitness levels. And I think he can be an asset and, and, and that's something to look forward to, getting him back in the team. And, you know, everything's coming together. I was a little bit worried after the Blackpool game that they couldn't put Blackpool away. And you think thinking Blackpool weren't at full strength. You go to Forest Green and, and that wasn't very impressive either. And then all of a sudden, the last three performances have been really, really promising, you know, consistent. And two wins out of three is things are looking a lot brighter, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and Matt, obviously, we started with Alex Scott out wide. And we saw Semenya out wide in the last game. And in this game, we've got Masenga out there. So three different options different styles yeah yeah absolutely I mean I think both Alex and, and Han now are, are probably more um technically you know midfielders right, you know, rather than wide players whereas Antoine is used to playing out wide I think with Antoine he just needs we said it yesterday a couple of times he kind of runs down blind alleys a little bit and takes the ball back into the area where there's already you know men in there but yesterday I thought he, he was really direct I, I felt he was really unlucky with his booking because he did knock it past the guy, and yes, he did then make a meal of it, but he was blocked off. Um, so I didn't think it needed to be a booking. I don't think it was a simulation type effect. You know, other than that, he gets gets challenged out. But I really like Antoine, um, and I think under Nigel Pearson, I think we will see him develop into a, a much better player. Um, yeah. You know, we know that he's got the attributes, and I think early on, Patchy hit a shot, didn't he? That you know, was was really good, and and then the cross that he puts in was was quality. So yeah, I, th- I think there's a bright future for him. Seventieth minute, it's a long throw in from Viner. Uh, Martin wins it. It falls to Masengo on the edge of the box, who plays a delicious, delicious back heel <laughs> to Semenyo. He crosses it deep, and Andy Viman volleys into the net. And what a fantastic volley, Gary! That is a, a difficult execution of that one, oh. but he he smashes it in. How good is that? I mean, we, we got really excited just to, to see that. I mean, everything that you've got to do, he got right. He's, his stride pattern. So he's picked up the flight of the ball really, really early. He never broke his stride. He got himself into the right shape, you know, body position quickly. He, his connection. He had everything over the ball, his knee, his head, on target. It, honestly, it was brilliant. and. I think you mentioned champagne moment being a clearance off the line. No way. That is, I mean, that's one of the <laughs> I've seen in years. And yeah, do it in front of the city fans as well. And then he's off yeah. the court. It's just brilliant. It's brilliant. It, it, it was yeah. really, it was an exceptional goal. And, and the, the build-up play as well, like say Masengo. Actually, I, I have to say when he did back heel it, um, if he knew that Antoine was there, fair play, because yeah. I didn't see that. So it could have gone anywhere. And then Semenyo puts in a cross, bit of quality, you know, beating that man at the far post. And Andy Vyman, dearie me, that, that is just brilliant, wasn't it? I don't know if you noticed as well, um, Ali, but the the defender who literally jumps up and almost clears it, it must have grazed his head. But to mm. still be in the right body shape and position to to fire at home, you know, that's a, that's a technique in itself. Yeah, oh, it was a fantastic finish. I mean, I've, I've heard the commentary back now, and at the time I could hear myself, but I I can't on the replay because Gary's getting so excited next to me. I mean, it was such a terrific finish. And as you say, just the, the whole context of, of the game at the time, the fact it was at that end of the ground, I mean, it, it couldn't have been more perfect, really. I mean, Andy Vyman, we've talked a little bit about him already, but, you know, 
when he dropped out of the side with that with that injury last year, you sort of think there isn't another player like him in that Bristol City squad. You know, you can't replace everything yeah. he brings, and he he really has got everything. And now he's added. I know he started his first season well. He got five goals very early on, but when he adds goals to everything else, he brings that work ethic, that pressing, the assists. You know, the non-stop running. You've got you've got the complete player, and they haven't got another one like that. You know, it's amazing that he's come back so well from that injury because, you know, there would have been a time in football where you have an ACL like that, and that's it. You know, you're never yeah. going to be the same player again. But he looks. He's come still, back, he's the come same back player, as if, absolutely. Yeah, um, as if he just sprained his ankle, you know, it's incredible, yeah. really. And Matt, obviously for me, one big thing is pulling him into the middle and not out wide. So that's the, the change in formation. To go into the 4-4-1-1 has brought Andy Weinman back out. Yeah, I mean, he, it, it plays as a 1-1 to start, but I think he quite often is, is quite close and it almost becomes a 2, doesn't it, quite often. But I think Gary's point in terms of the technique, and, and as you said, it comes over, and to be able to still watch it, and anticipate the defender missing it and then to get your technique. Um, and I have to say, Ali, we we lift, lit on the away games, we listen back to the, the commentary and, and the phonings and stuff. Gary, and I'm not blowing smoke at your ass because you're on, but oh. it is so great <laughs> to hear a fan celebrate a goal like you do and to hear you cheering like you do. It's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. We love it. And, it. and it shows what it means to you with us scoring. It shows you're a fan, you know, as well as doing your job. So, yeah, it's, it's brilliant to listen to the pair of you. Yeah, absolutely agree. We enjoyed it, didn't we, Ali? We can oh, tell. As well. <laughs> People forget that. I can't yeah. play anymore. That's, that's the next best thing for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, and we certainly enjoyed it in the away end. Uh, limbs is the term, I think, that can be used everywhere. Oh. I managed to, well, the, yeah, there <laughs> managed was, to grab was hold guy. of yeah, grab hold of a few people. Yeah, there was a guy that st- stood behind it, stood on the seat, and his foot had gone down through the seat, <laughs> and his momentum had carried all over. So there was like four of us trying to hold him up and then push him <laughs> up to get his foot out from the seat. But yeah, it was um that's what it's about, isn't it? Those moments, especially big games like that. And I was saying to Patch on the way back, I think the fact that yes, it's a seven-side derby and it's Cardiff. Um, but also the fact that Aidan Flint and Marlon Packer in the team as well makes it that little bit more to it, a little bit more spice. Um, but yeah, the the atmosphere was as good as many a game I've been to. You know, Sheffield United away was superb when Vyman scored his hat-trick. But yeah, when you're in it like that, it's brilliant. And the fact that I think Riley Taylor, Louis Britton and, and Sam Pearson were in the crowd. Callum O'Dowder before it read in. So that seems to be a bit of a theme running through the the club as well, which is great. And Nigel Pearson, I think in, in his interview, I don't know if it was you, Ali, or, or with Dave Barton afterwards, but he referenced that, that it's about the players getting close to the fans and he loved the celebration with the fans. And that's what we want. You know, we want that connection, don't we? So, yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, the closer you can get, the closer you can make the gap between yeah. the fans and the players and the, and the team and the management and the club. Um, is always going to be a winner. Um, Campering comes off on the 80th minute. Jada Silva comes on. Um, Matt, like for like, Jay, maybe a little bit more defensive. Um, what do you think about that one? I Yeah, I think probably the opposite, actually. I think Jay bombing forward um, more. And there was a couple of moments um, which surprised me where he was right in the corner, um, just dragging the ball back and keeping hold of it. And he had like three kind of defenders around, or attackers around. Yeah, he did really well there, didn't he? Really showed some really good body strength. Yeah. Um, technically, Jay De Silva's a, a really, really good player, isn't he? We know that. Um, but I, I thought, again, it was the right substitution to make because Cam Pring had worked his socks off. 
Um, I mean, he's one of those players who deceptively looks like he's knackered after about 10 minutes, but just goes and goes and goes, doesn't he? He's non-stop energy and, and, and work rate. Um, but yeah, I thought, again, it was a, a, a brilliant substitution from Pearson. Do you think Pearson said to, to um, Jay, Gary, you know, go on, hold the ball up in the corner? Do, do players need well, that little bit of, uh, you know, little bit of... They should, they should know that. I actually think, I have to say, and we said during commentary, when he come on, I don't think the message come on. There was two or three minutes, we called all of a sudden Andy Vyman looked like he was playing right wing back. And, and I think that for, for two or three minutes, they didn't know what they were doing. They'd, yeah. they'd got the shape wrong. It looked like Vyman was right wing back. Um, Viner, Callas, Atkinson and Baker was sort of left wing back. And all of a sudden, two minutes later, the message went on. I think they went 5-4-1. Yeah. Came through and, you know, they got solid again. But I was, I was a little bit worried, but... Yeah, talking about Jada Silva, obviously, you know, he's not the tallest player. He's, he's a very talented player. It was a good opportunity to see. I'm, I've always sort of been a little bit intrigued as to why, when he has been in the team, Cam Pring hasn't played at left back and Jada Silva's played in front of him. But, yeah. you know, you know that he's got quality when he comes on. He doesn't have to prove that. Yeah. No, you think, Gary... The, the fact that Dan Bentley's in goal, when you have moments like that, having a captain in, in the middle of the pitch would make a difference because, you know... Yeah, but I think you've already said, and I'll go along with what you said about Matty James, you know, yeah. Andy King when he's on, you know, you're not going to get much more experience than that. So yeah. you'd be able to sort of hold the fort. But, you know, captains are given the on-band for, for lots of reasons. Mm. Some of it's not just on the pitch, some of it's what happens during the week on the training ground and in the dressing room. Um, and I'm not saying that he shouldn't be captain because I, I thought he was one of, last season, he was, he was you know, one of City's best of the season. performers Definitely. consistently. But um, if I'm honest, I, I think you should have, your leader should be in, in the part of all the action in the middle of the yeah. pitch. Good yeah. point. Yeah. Um, I just so, wonder whether there's a little, just a little bit of Nigel Pearson not wanting to hand it straight to one of his sort of former Leicester players, and he wants possibly, to show yeah. faith in 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 the players that were already and some of the leaders that were already at the club before. So you know, just to avoid giving it a bit of a uh, a, a them and us situation where you know people that immediately looked at the fact he signed Andy King, he signed Matty James, and he signs. Yeah. Danny, know, uh, Danny Simpson as well. And he doesn't want to make it look like I need these guys. These are my guys to, to make things work and still show some trust in, in some of those that were there before. Just a theory. Yeah. Yeah. yeah good point. Um, Matt, a nervy last five minutes. Obviously, we see five minutes go up, but Cardiff didn't really trouble us in that time. Um, and we see the game out. Yeah. I mean, there was one moment I don't, I, I couldn't see which player it was, but, but Zach Viner sort of shepherded it out. Um, and it went sort of for a goal kick late on, wasn't it? But again, obviously, Alex Scott got got brought on as well, so it's wasting that little bit of time. And I, I noticed as well with the Andy King substitution, he's, he's walking off and then he walked back to the centre circle to shake the ref's hand. Yeah. And it's little moments like that, again, with that experience, where it just delays another 20, 30 seconds. They, you know, perhaps call it the dark arts, but I, that sort of thing for me, I think it's not, not what we do very well. So yeah, I, I thought it was fairly comfortable at the end. You expect them to 
to try and launch the ball in. I actually thought they'd probably stick Flint up top and, and leave him out there, which they didn't do. Um, and yeah, I thought I thought it was a comfortable injury time, unusually. <laughs> yeah, and and a, a great moment at the end. All the players coming over to celebrate with the fans, a real togetherness with with them. Um, and Nigel Pearson seems to want to let the players have their time with the fans. Yeah, he waited for them all to go off. Yeah, and then he stands just on the pitch, <laughs> um, yeah. and and uh, a good minute's applause from him to the fans. I'd say. And uh, Gary, what are your thoughts on that? And Nigel not coming over to the fans. I've noticed that. Um, same at Reading. He, he gets the staff to to step away from it. And that's it's a, it's a good thing because what he's saying is it's about the players. Yeah. The players have gone out there and performed. They've done the job. Go and enjoy it. And I don't know if you picked up, Ali and I were sat on the other side. All the staff waited. And when the City players come off the pitch, they lined up and they did a guard of honour. Why? Right. Off the pitch. It, it was brilliant. It was yeah. Like good moment, and then yeah, he, he did stand there. I watched him, and he's a long way away. You know that it's just his. You've got to respect that's his style. It's yeah. it's easy to be a manager, and you know you can go run over there with your arms aloft and, and celebrate when you win, and then disappear down down the tunnel when you lose. It's at least yeah. consistent, and everyone knows you know what his reaction's going to be. Yeah, I mean, we called it out at the, in the Middlesbrough game. We 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 drove up four and a half hours up, four and four and a half hours back, and and he didn't he didn't applaud the fans that that, that I could see. And I don't know, you know, Matt, I don't know if you you could see any different, but I, I, it, that journey, that performance, maybe he's learning from that. And obviously, when we win, it's much more, it's much easier to make to make that connection. Yeah, I mean, I think you've got to throw into it as well that we we've been used to. Gary Johnson, Lee Johnson, who Cotton. were very clever, were very yeah, Cottrell, um, but those two in particular were very clever. The whole Banks Rang thing that isn't Nigel Pearson. Um, I thought it was it was class actually yesterday the way that he he kind of dealt with it. And then, as you said, when the fans start chanting Nigel Pearson Cider Army, um, mm. I think he, he will have had a little bit of a. I got know, goosebumps a, myself. Yeah, now. I think I think and I think he will have because it was a proper and it and it was full on non-stop wasn't it Nigel Pearson cider army and it was yeah. it was great um the other thing I noticed as well in the celebs is Rob Atkinson must have pulled something in his back or had done something jarred it and as he's walking over Nathan Baker jumps on top of him oh. and he says afterwards like Christ you know meet me back sort of thing so but yeah it, it was brilliant and and all of them, I mean, you know, they're, they're throwing their shirts in the crowd. I noticed Matty James gave his shirt into somebody. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's it, it feels like we're starting to get our club back a little bit. And I know that sounds maybe a bit dramatic, but I think there has been a real disconnect. COVID probably has had a massive part to play with that. But yesterday it did feel with the atmosphere, a win obviously makes a huge difference, doesn't it, in those sort of climates. But um, Cardiff. yeah. And it's Cardiff, yeah. But I, I didn't notice that about the Guard of Honour. That's, that's, I think that's yeah. special. Really yeah. good to hear. And that comes from Nigel, doesn't it? Obviously, so, yeah. Um, I'm going to read out a few tweets that we've had in. Um, so, Brims says, even in the two home games, we showed more intent and desire than all of last season. Only gaining a point, but hugely positive, in my opinion. Definitely looking in the right direction. Uh, Gary, for you, the home forum, any explanation for it? <laughs> well... No, I mean, no crowds last season. And and you see, the games have been much better. The intensity in the games, I've, I've said the last week many times, 
last season, because you couldn't gauge um, any reaction from the crowd, you didn't know if you were watching a good game or a bad game. Yeah. Or they, they just sort of drifted by. We were sat there yesterday, all of a sudden Ali's gone, there's only 10 minutes left. You know, you get you get right into the occasion. It was yeah. a great game, you know, a really entertaining game. And you just think, an away victory, actually, we, we wanted a result before the international break. Now we think, oh, you, you want a game at home now, don't yeah, you? Everybody do. on board. See if you can get a bit of that, you know, the singing at, at, at the stadium, you you want bring that back to Ashen Gate, get every come on you Reds and all that and mm. really see if if the crowd can influence the performance of the players. I think with the, with the chance, it's a great point. Away, it's constant. It's the whole game. Yeah. It's a targeted little area of, of uh, you know, 500 to 2,500 people. Um, Matt, obviously at home, there's a singing section. Yeah. But it sometimes gets a bit lost, doesn't it? Across no, it, it, it definitely does. And, and I, I'm thinking, and I don't know how easy it is to do, but whether Gary can get mic'd up and start a Hanoa chant. So sort of before the game, maybe, <laughs> maybe that will get it going. But no, you're right. I mean, that's why I like going away so much because you, you are going to get that atmosphere for the entire game. And even in dark days when, you know, the results aren't going for you, you still get that. Um, but I think that's the case for the majority of clubs. Yeah. It's the, you know, it's that atmosphere from the away. But I, I kind of wonder, um, you know, we, we I don't know what the possession stats were yesterday. I think it was in the 30s for us. But I think we we set up better to be able to to kind of counter, and we've got the the runner in sort of Andy Vyman, and and you know I think Chris Martin actually um, is is sort of moving really well this season. At home, I think we lack that little bit of creativity to to break teams down at times, and maybe having Campering playing in that left sort of midfield role, getting crosses in, if we can do something similar on the right as well. I'd like to see us make a, another couple of signings, whether it happens or not, I don't know. Um, but I think that's the difference for me at home. It's, But then you, you say Blackpool, if we take the chances against Blackpool and Swansea, we're talking different different ball game, aren't we? You know, probably another six points. So there aren't, there aren't many things wrong at the moment. That There really aren't. I think it's you can definitely see the progress. And up to what we've watched the last couple of seasons, I think um, there's some, some real signs of progression now. Yeah. Uh, one last tweet then uh, uh, from Dr. Dean Allen. What a result. What what a performance for Bristol City in the seven-side derby. Only one team tried to play football and we match Cardiff in a battling stakes too. The team's identity and spirit is growing under Nigel Pearson. Good times ahead. Um, Matt, I'm going to hand over to you now to, to talk just, us through just, some of your thoughts. Just on that point, so I'm just interested yeah. in, in what Gary and Ali think on, in terms of Cardiff and, and that whole kind of long ball you know, throwing it into the likes of Kiefer Moore and Aidan Flint. Do you, do you think they, I know, I know it's a weapon and I can understand why clubs do it, but they have got better players than that, haven't they? They don't need to do that all the time. And I was a bit fearful with the Callas sort of throw that we would start to over-rely on it a little bit. What What's your take on that, Gary, in terms of from a manager's point of view? Well, it's a manager's philosophy, isn't it? With Neil Warnock does it, Mick McCarthy does it. I, I actually didn't think I thought they did play some football at times. I think if you sat there, as we did, it, it was very clear to see what their game plan was. Mm. was to it as wide, as quickly as possible, and just deliver crosses. And, and it's simple. So if, if that's how you're going to play, everybody knows um, how you're going to play. And it, it's very easy to buy into. The centre-forwards, every time the ball went wide, 
you can commit to making a run because you know that the ball's going to come in. So, mm. you know, you, it's horses for courses, three giant centre-halves. Um, you've got to try and utilise them. I look at their team. They've got some players. I like Curtis Nelson. I thought Giles was was outstanding. I think Kaifa Moore has improved so much over the yeah. years as, as a target player. I mean, I'd love to see City be able to, to get to get him. He's probably out of reach. He's mobile. He's good in the air. He's got a good yeah. touch. But it's, you know, it's everyone's entitled to play how they want to play. And if you think about how lots of teams are here about counter-pressing, press the ball... The best way to beat the press is one ball because yeah. you can't press anybody that plays a long ball. So it might be something that comes back into the game. Mm. Yeah, it's a bit, bit dull to watch, I reckon. Though. That's the my only thing. I just, yeah. Well, it I, depends. I, if, like you know, say, it's effective for them, isn't it? If it's you, effective, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think someone was saying yesterday, was it you patched it, all the goals they've scored have been from headers this season, apart from that, where well, they didn't. No, no, it. Ali said yesterday. Actually, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. The first goal that scored that wasn't the header. I says, I think you might. It was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great commentary, yeah. Mm. Right, scores. Um, so we always go, six is what we would expect. Um, so for me, um, and if there's any you, you kind of disagree with or think I've underscored or overscored. So Dan Bentley, um, I've gone seven. I thought it was a, a solid sort of performance from Dan. I don't think, I don't think he had to make any world is the saves he made. I would he have scored, expected. Mind. And he did score. You're right. But yeah, not, not at the right end. So yeah, for Dan, I've gone seven, but you know, arguably could have been a, could have been an eight, I suppose. Um, Zach Viner, I thought it was a, a a good solid performance from Zach. So I've gone seven for him as well. Um, I think coming back, I don't know how much the the players read social media and things like that, but he did get a bit of a torrid time in his his, his last sort of start. Uh, but I thought it was solid. Got an assist as well. Um, yes, we probably still look like if we're going to concede, it's going to come down that right hand side. But I don't think Zach was it at, at fault necessarily yesterday for anything. So yeah, I thought it was a pretty solid display from him. Uh, in the middle, Callas and Atkinson, two eights. Um, it's amazing to think, really, that, and, and there may have been reasons for it, fitness or otherwise, with Callas not sort of starting off the season. Um, obviously, the Euros early on, but I think he brings a composure to the defence, and he's another one who loves to defend. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I thought it was a, a really good display. Kiefer Moore did get a couple of shots away, but you'd expect that. But but generally, with the ball in the air, I thought we coped really well with it. So two eights for that. I I, I like Atkinson. I think he's going to be a star. Um, yes, he. I, I toyed with a seven because I think that early chance he, he probably got caught out of position. But um, the only thing is, when he brings the ball out, there are times where you almost want him to take a shot because he's taken it that far forward that it's opened up a little bit like Liam Moore did it at Reading. Um, but I think he's a class player, Atkinson. And again, for a guy who's played, what, five, six games in the championship um, his first season, you, you do wonder just how far he's going to go. Uh, then Nathan Baker, I've gone eight. Um, I thought defensively, again, he was so, so solid. Um, you almost kind of, you, you didn't notice him being there to a certain extent because he was doing everything that he needed to do other than maybe clearing the, the right-footed chance from Bentley. But um, I thought it was a, a really good show from Pearson to put him in there. Maybe going back a few weeks, we would have questioned it. But I thought what was interesting is that, that Nigel Pearson, when he spoke to him about Redding and bringing him on, 
he was kind of happy to do it. And I think Ali, you may even have referenced it yesterday within it. Um, you know, he, 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 Nigel Pearson said he just smiles all the time and he's such a good pro and the players really love him. Um, and that, that obviously Gary, you'll know from playing in teams, that's got to be a big part. If you, your, your colleagues rate you and, you know, like you, then that comes into it, doesn't it? Um, yeah. I really like Nathan Baker. I've got to be honest. Campering. Um, I've gone eight. Um, oh, you know, it's yeah, in the ranks. You go in night. Brilliant. All right. Oh. Okay. <laughs> no, he was, he was really, I mean, ironically, because we, we were looking yesterday, I think Gregor gave him seven in, in the, the paper. Um, Who's I Gregor? Thought, <laughs> Gregor. <yeah. laughs> um, I, I think he's brilliant. I really do. Um, I guess, Probably for a nine, I, I may have been looking for a, a couple of assists or, or sh shots on goal. And, and I actually think he's got that in his locker. Um, I think probably there's that little bit of, is it because he's fairly new to the scene? He doesn't take on a chance. We've had a couple of opportunities where I think it read in. It was a great header back and, and others might have gone for goal, but it was the right choice. Swansea, I think he had an opportunity to bring one under and take a shot. So I'd like to see him be a little bit more adventurous there, but... I wouldn't. I wouldn't disagree with a nine. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with a nine if if uh, I bow to the the professional footballer there. Well, and, and <laughs> Gary's got his hat trick ball, so he he can play yeah, his yeah, trump, yeah, trump card. Yeah, um, Han Noah. Um, I've got to be careful because I'm a bit biased with Han Noah, so I'll go seven. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'll go seven because I thought it was a yet another energetic display from him. I think the the only negative with Han I think at times he gets a little bit um like a Jack Russell running after the ball where he, he kind of just sort of wants to follow it and wants to win it back and maybe loses shape a little bit but I think that will come under Nigel Pearson and Ali's point about playing alongside the likes of Matty James and, and Andy King as well so I'll go seven for Han Noah um I think I think I think it should be an eight personally let's yeah. throw it open to Ali and uh, and Gary what did he what did you give him against Swansea I, a nine, I think. Yeah, so maybe an eight. Okay. I could seven and a half. I'd settle on seven and a half. I thought. Yeah, he was, we, we can, he won't let me have. He won't let me have half, Sally. All right, gets, okay. too, gets too messy on the averages. He's, he's outlawed halves. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the um, back. I, I get maybe we give him the half for the back heel to Semenyo then for yeah. the. It's yeah. like an assist of an assist, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, he, he had the vision. I, I thought Gary could play a bit in back in the day, and I thought he would have spotted that. That hand definitely had seen him. So yeah, um, Matty James, and this was the one that that caused outrage in the car on the way in when you patch red out Gregor's scores because Gregor's given Matty James a six and there's no way for me that Matty James was City's lowest performer on the day. Um, I think the bloke's class. Uh, very, uh, very hours-esque in what he does. Um, probably didn't have your engine, Gary, to be fair, but um, I think he's class. I think he is dead ball, we've called, but I think he's got a forward momentum in his mind the whole time. But he can also, he got the physicality as well. He, he puts himself about, he gets in at the ref as well. Um, so for me, it was it, it was at the very least a seven. I thought he was he was quality. I thought again. he was better than that as well. I thought he was in yeah. it. I've been yeah. really impressed with him. It's I, I played in midfield most of my career. I had a spells at right back. It used to be heartbreaking when you know you, you ran your socks off and, and you thought you'd had a good game and the yeah. centre board always got eight in the sun on a Monday morning. You used to get yeah. it. You think, what have I got to do to get it? <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I would we, just... I played in the dressing room. The lads, um, 
used to go in and show the manager the marks if they got dropped. He says, you're not playing this week. He says, well, I've got an eight in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a star man in the sun. Yeah. yeah. All right, we'll go, we'll go eight then. We'll agree I on that. I think so. Um, Andy King, um, as I said at the start, I, I'd kind of been on the fence with him, but I thought yesterday's game, you could see what, what he brings. And it is that experience and, and that little bit of, of nice as well. So I've gone a, a seven for Andy King. Um, you know, again, the, the, mo- the, the, the foresight to clear the ball off the line like he did, but he also does a lot of simple things. We were perhaps a little bit, me me more so than you, Patch, but I was a little bit critical at times saying that he was kind of going a bit backwards yesterday in terms of some of his play. But I've also been critical this in the past of us not retaining the ball. And I do feel we're doing that far better this year. And that's because of having those two in there. And it always feels a little bit when King goes off, we do tend to lose that little bit of solidity as well. So, you know, I think he does things that you don't necessarily always, he's not eye-catching, is he, from that point of view? So, um, Chrissy Martin, it, it's an eight. And, and yeah, there's part of me wants to give him a nine because I just think his, his, his play at the moment, his fitness levels are unbelievable. Um, he takes an absolute battering during the games, but the, the ball got played into him. And, and it's one of those... We still did it a, a bit yesterday where we did go a bit too long at times, a bit too high where Flint and Morrison are going to win those. But when he gets played into his body and his feet, he holds the ball off and he links it and plays the ball around the corner a number of times yesterday. So I'll go eight, but I'm I'm massively impressed with Chris Martin this season. And we said that last season, didn't we? But that was because of his goals. I think this season, it's as good as I've ever seen Chris Martin play. I've got to say it. I think he's been superb. With with two up top as well, he's able to to come in a little bit deeper and receive the ball. And it was a great one touch pass to, yeah. to hit it out wide for Masengo's yeah. chance. And there there was something that um, I don't know if it was a tweet, but that that passage of play, I think Chris Martin got booked when Semenya was booked because he was straight there. And and again, Nigel Pearson said about it. But the players, they all kind of joined in together, and it was that camaraderie and you know making sure it's funny I was watching Quest last night and there was a similar thing um at Shrewsbury I think the, the goalkeeper the sub goalkeeper got sent off or booked because he he attacked um the number two for Gillingham and Steve Cottrell was asked afterwards uh, about it and Steve Cottrell was like no I'm quite I'm quite happy with that it shows the togetherness and you know so but yeah I, I again I'm just really impressed with Chris Martin if he picks up his fine yeah, yeah, I bet he doesn't. Yeah, and then Andy Vyman got to be a nine. Um, I mean, the the two finishes, but it's that I mean, the second finish is worthy of a 10, if I'm honest with you. But, um, Patrick, I thought he's Patrick for a 10. Well, yeah, it is again his energy levels. And Gary, you'll know what it must be like coming from an, an injury like that. You must have a you know, an element within the mind as well, but he just doesn't stop, does he? Yeah, but he's. His mother's a was a top class athlete, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. international oh, athlete that. runner. He's got them genetics, you know. Right. One of the fittest blokes you're ever going to see. He's always going to come back um, in tip top shape. Um, I mean, I would give him a ten because it's always surprised me. He's never really been the favourite. I've watched him over the years. Watford, wherever he's been, um, was he at Villa? Villa Derby, yeah. And 
and I think he can be a really effective front man. He, you know, he's, he's, he's got a good record. He, he weighs in, then he? he'll get seven, eight. He can get double figures. He's got off to a good start. And he always gives, every, when you say, like, leave everything on the pitch, he leaves everything on the pitch. You know, yeah. he puts everything into every minute of that game. And, I mean, I, I would give him a 10. I, I really enjoyed the goal, the celebrations, and, uh, you know, it doesn't get much better than that, does it? I'm not sure. Have we, ever give, have we ever given a 10 patch? No, we haven't. And for me, that's got to be saved for a, <laughs> a final or a promotion winning <laughs> game or something. Ali? Yeah, it was interesting talking to Nigel Pearson about Andreas Weiman afterwards. And I said, what's the key to, you know, maintaining his best form? And he said, well, he's a low maintenance player. You know, if he's playing, he's happy. And I think that's probably been half the problem of his career, that he has mm. been happy to be pegged as that kind of utility man who will play out wide. You know, you can stick him at right wing back for two minutes if you need to. And maybe he hasn't been selfish enough in his career to say, no, I, ha- I want to play central because he is so low maintenance. You know, he doesn't he doesn't need his ego caressed every day like some some of his yeah. teammates down the years might have done. So I'm just really happy for him now that he's getting to play where he's best suited to. And, um, and, and long may it continue, really. Yeah. So I'm going nine. Gaz is going ten. Patch and Ali, what are you going? I'll go nine. I'll, go, I'll, give, I'll give him nine. I'll give him nine. But it was an outstanding goal, so I can totally see the argument for 10. Yeah. And then the only other one, because of um, coming on sort of as he did, Antoine, I've gone seven for Antoine, but I, I, you know, again, could, could have been an eight. I felt a couple of times, as I said, he, he took the ball into the wrong area. Um, his cross for the goal was a, just a lovely little, Clipped ball one. I'd like to think that he saw Vyman at the back post because if not, it was it was a poor overhit one. <laughs> I'll give him the benefit, but yeah, I'll go seven for Antoine. Um, yeah. Mr. Pearson. Well, he got, got everything right, didn't he? Yeah, it's got everything I think it's right. got it's gotta be a nine, really. To to get a seven-side derby, the 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 starting lineup, the substitutions, um the 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 ending and the the way that he sort of celebrated as well, which you know plays into it. So yeah, I think it's gotta be a nine. Yeah, completely agree. Good. Okay, good stuff. Good ratings, all above a seven, I think. There. Yeah. Which is which is uh, obviously uh, always a good thing. Um. So the big question is, we've got what six? No, where are we now? We've got two days left until the end of the transfer window. Uh, Taylor Moore's gone off on loan to Hearts. Um, can you foresee? Uh, first of all, I'll ask Gary. Can you see anything happening in the next two days? I can see departures, you know, Narky Wells will be really disappointed with the fact that he hasn't been able to break into the side and even the fact that he hasn't been used in games. At the end of the game yesterday, Tyreek was was sort of doing the running for the players that weren't involved in the squad. He'll be somebody else that, that will be disappointed that he hasn't being able to, to get into the side or even the squad. He won't, you know, at his age, and in fairness to the lad, it's his age, you can't afford to sit about. You know, you, you want to play fun, mm. you want to play, be involved. So potentially, you know, could be a bit of movement there. Look at the, the record, City's transfer dealings in, in this window. Was it last year? Something ridiculous, like 
within five minutes of the window, everything happened in the last five minutes. People leaving, people coming in. So it wouldn't surprise us if, if they had something up the sleeve. Okay. Um, Ali, for you, any in- insight from Mr. Pearson? Well, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? He's very much played it like he's happy with what he's got. He knows they've got to cut the budget down. And what I really love is the fact that this year, you know, we've already mentioned Cam Pring getting a chance and Alex Scott getting a chance, getting the best out of Masengo. You know, good young players we've known the club have had sprinkled in with a bit of um, a bit of experience, stardust, like we've mentioned in Matty James. Um, and... You know, they, they, they're being given the chance and that's what we wanted to see. But whether they can sustain that over 46 games, I don't know. Clearly, uh, the last couple of years, injuries have been a massive issue. And if you suddenly say Chris Martin's injured tomorrow, then you've got a problem. That's my big yeah. concern. Yeah. Who who plays that role? They're short, they're short up front if he's injured. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Who plays that role if he doesn't play that role? Because Naki Wells is a completely different sort of player. I think we get the sense that if Nigel Pearson could trade Naki Wells out and bring in another figure more like uh, Chris Martin, you know, Michael Smith at Rotherham's been mentioned a lot, hasn't he? Was playing in the championship last year. Scored two yesterday. Yeah, same sort of age, you know, his late 20s, um, good experience, although not massive amount of games in the championship, but it's got better as his career has gone on. But again, that same sort of player, a big man with uh, a bit of physical strength, um, you know, that that's the kind of move you could probably see them trying to make, I would think. Um, but looking around elsewhere, they look pretty well set. Central midfield, you've still got Joe Williams to come back, haven't you? Um, Tyreek is still on the scene at the moment, but what he's seeing out of the players in possession of the shirt, he'll be really happy with central midfield, I should imagine, at the moment. So I can't see any great movement there. So I don't think it's going to be a massive amount of change, but centre forward's the one that really stands out to me. Yeah, I think, for, for me, for me, that's the one. It's a, it's a, it's a backup or a competition for Chris Martin, Matt. Um, obviously, Adam Naj has 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 gone off back to Italy with with Pisa. Um, and you mentioned Tyreek Backinson there. You know, he was a player that was really exciting for us last season, wasn't he? Um, someone who came in, took his opportunity, was com- being compared to Patrick Vieira and all sorts. Um, then he got COVID and he never really came back and uh, got got the shirt again, Matt, did he? No, I mean, we, we both like him because, again, I think he's he's got a forward sort of thought in his mind. But I, I get what Gary is saying. He needs to be playing. I guess again, if you if you you had a couple of injuries, you know he would be one you'd expect to come in. So do you allow him to go out, or do you, you know, a bit like they've done with Taylor? I guess do, do you allow it, and you you have a recall in January? Um, you know, I, I, for, for me, I'd like to see us get a striker. I'd like to see us get a specialist right back because um, I think Zach's still still learning, and I think Danny Simpson's legs have gone. Um, but other than that, I don't know. I mean. Maybe if you can get a, an unearthed Tammy Abraham, you know, with his, his links in the Prem, is there, a, you know, a Prem player that might be able to come in? Um, but you've also got to bear in mind, unless he's an absolute quality player, you don't want your youngsters missing out because you're bringing in another youngster. So it is that balance, isn't it? And the, the Tammy Abrahams are few and far between, aren't they? Um, unusually, Ed, Eddie Nketiah hasn't been mentioned in this transfer window, which I think is the first time in 15 years. So Still time, still yeah. time. <laughs> um, brilliant. Okay, well, so we're heading international break, international break now, which, you know, momentum-wise, 
I want to I want a game next week, but obviously not going to happen. But it also is a good time for them to have a break, uh, re-energize after the first five six games, whatever it is now. Um, And then going into Preston in two weeks yesterday, Um, Matt, the home the home game is (laughs) we don't want it to become a thing, do we? This home. I think it already is. It already to, is. It already yeah, is. Yeah. But, you're right. You're right. It is. But but, but maybe Daniel we, Johnson coming back again. Did we beat Preston last season? I think we did, didn't we? For the first time in God knows how long. I'm sure. Right. Maybe, maybe, maybe I got it wrong, but I got a feeling we did. But uh, it, it's easy to say, but let's be fair. Blackpool should have been a win. Swansea certainly should have been, shouldn't have been a loss. It, you know, I, I think we should have, probably should have won it, let alone not get anything from it. Mm. So the, the, the signs again are, are there. But yeah, you know, everyone's acutely aware, aren't they? We we need three points because it then gets that monkey off the back that um, you know, you can you can start to really start to look forward because you know, picking up the, the wins if you'd have said we'd beat Cardiff, we'd beat Reading, um, two sides that you would have expected to be in and around certainly the top ten, um, you'd have taken that, wouldn't you? So yeah, I I, I think it will start to turn. Gary, you're picking the team for Preston. Do you bring Scott back in? Do you put Masango back in the middle? Do you take Baker out? What do you do? Why would you leave anybody out? I think it'd be an unchanged team, if I'm honest, after that performance. Like I said earlier, the biggest thing for me has been the three performances of the team, regardless of the result against Swansea, have been really, really of a high standard. And if they can just keep that consistency going now, um, at home, I've got no doubt that they'll start winning the Ashton game. Brilliant. Excellent. Well, I certainly look forward to that. Um, thank you so much uh, to Gary and uh, to Ali. Ali, uh, we're going to hopefully get you for a, a bit of a longer episode and talk about your time in Tokyo. Um, but uh, <laughs> you're, you're back now. And I, just in, in a quick summary, a great experience. Fantastic. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Very, very different. Although everyone kept saying, what was it like watching sport without crowds? And I said, well, we had 18 months of it, so I was kind of used to it, really. So that wasn't so much an issue. But um, yeah, just um, real privilege to to watch world-class athletes doing their thing. Hot, unbearably hot. I mean, I was, uh, I, I worked out, me and my cameraman worked out, we walked 167 miles, I think, while right. we were out there about six and a half miles a day in sort of 40 degree heat. So the only disappointment for me was I hadn't lost more weight when I came home. I thought I'm, <laughs> I'm bound to have lost like half a stone or something like that. And I think it was two pounds I'd lost. I was really disappointed. <laughs> no, absolutely fantastic. Really great. Brilliant. Thanks so much for coming on. And Matt, we will speak again soon. Thanks to everyone yes, for absolutely. listening. Yep. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Ali. It's a, a great away win for Bristol City in Cardiff. Everyone's happy. It's bank holiday. And spirits are in the sky. Thanks for listening, everyone. Take care.